Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Our focus is to keep you safe while also restoring your ability to get back to work, to open your businesses, to pay your bills, to put food on your tables. It wasn't that we didn't have the big event, it was that we prevented New York City from happening in Dallas. I wanna go out and go grab dinner and a drink somewhere, or lunch and a drink somewhere, and enjoy life. We have to realize that if we do it too soon and it is a mistake, it's gonna put us back even further. The state of Texas continues to reopen with more businesses being allowed to start back up and those already operating, able to expand their capacity. So the question remains, for the sake of health and safety of the state's residents, are we moving too quickly? Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Austin York. You're listening to the latest edition of KRLD In-Depth. Governor Greg Abbott addressed the state and announced the beginning of phase two. Based on the advice of the best medical doctors, as well as a team of, of outstanding business leaders, I am proud to announce that businesses that can open up. As you know, barbershops and hair salons, as well as gyms, are already open. Other personal service businesses will also be able to open. Businesses located in office buildings, they are able to open. They can open to the greater of 10 employees or 25% of the workforce, provided that the employees maintain safe social distancing. And listen, one thing that we all know, an important part of reopening is access to childcare. So, starting immediately, childcare services are able to open. That also includes programs like boys and girls clubs as well as YMCA programs. Then, a long list of businesses can now reopen or expand capacity. Restaurants can open to a 50% capacity. Bars, wine tasting rooms, craft breweries, and similar businesses can open at a 25% capacity. Like with restaurants, those capacity limits do not apply to outdoor areas that maintain safe distancing. In addition to that, a Wide range of businesses, ranging from drive-in concerts to bowling alleys, can open up at a 25% capacity. On May the 31st, youth sports camps and programs like 
Little League will also be able to open. I want you to know that parents will be allowed to spectate so long as social distancing is followed. Also on May 31st, other youth camps can open, including all summer camps and other daytime and overnight camps. This includes programs like scouting, vacation Bible school camps, and 4-H camps. Also, some professional sports can return on May the 31st. That includes pro golf, auto racing, baseball, softball, tennis, football, and basketball. For all sporting and camp activities, special safety centers apply to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Lots of business owners and residents in North Texas were ecstatic about the news, but not everyone felt the governor's plans were warranted. Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins. The doctors here locally, the public health uh, doctors who've trained their whole life for infectious disease and epidemics like this are cautioning you uh, to, do, to focus not what's on legal, but what's on safe. Essentially, these new openings that the governor's come up with, uh, we don't have all the doctors' input back, but so far it doesn't look like any of those would be recommended in a place like Dallas County with the sort of community spread that we have now. Texas Democrats were among those who were quick to criticize Governor Abbott after he unveiled the next phase of his plan. They say because the COVID-19 death rate is still rising that the governor is moving too quickly. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton was asked if he agrees with that on the KRLD Morning News. I do not. I think until you have a vaccine, you're going to have some spread of this. There's no way to completely stop it unless you have a vaccine and then a cure. So, you know, we're not going to have that till what, December at the earliest, maybe much, much longer. The economy cannot stay shut down. Uh, the, the damage to people's lives will be so significant. And so there's just no way to stay completely shut down. People are going to have to take responsibility for their own actions, and they're going to have to decide if they're at, at high risk. They need to they need to protect themselves. But this should, this has to be an individual choice because there's no way that we can protect people for, you know, shut the economy down for a year and a half or two years. Is there I mean, at this point, I think just about every business in the states is is reopening, except for concert venues and uh, sports stadiums, things like that. Is there any particular area that does still have you concerned? You know, I'm I'm always concerned. I'm just saying people are going to have to make decisions because we don't have a cure for this and we don't have a vaccine. And so it's just not realistic. We've seen the damage to the economy. We've seen what this does, you know, in people's lives. You know, get significantly more uh, issues with domestic violence and, and, and so many other issues like that that are affecting people's mental health and then their financial health. So it's just, it's, it's a difficult um, problem because no matter which way you go, you have problems. The reality is we just can't shut the economy down forever. It just can't be. Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, we all have to be personally responsible to protect ourselves and others. And so, you know, there is a recommendation from Governor Abbott to, to wear a mask to protect yourself and others. And he says it's the best way to stop the spread. So why not mandate uh, having to wear masks? Well, you know, that's, that's the governor's choice. I don't make those decisions. Uh, you know, I think, again, it's it's some people have masks a lot of times that don't work. And so it's 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 a difficult thing to, to mandate from the state. I think people, again, they have to be responsible for themselves. If they're sick, they should stay home. Um, and I think people make should make individual choices about, about whether they, they, they wear a mask. And, and certainly businesses, if businesses want to require people to wear a mask, that is completely up to them. Again, it's their choice. Are you wearing a mask when you're out in public? 
I do sometimes. I, I wore a mask yesterday, and, and sometimes I don't. I'm not, I typically, if I'm outside and I'm out running, I'm not going to wear a mask. It's not practical, and it, and it doesn't work. So, um, But I went to the grocery store yesterday. I wore a mask. So, again, it was my choice based on the circumstances I was in. The, the I mean, what you're saying, basically, we have to reopen the economy at some point because that puts the onus on us, really, doesn't it, to, it does. to, be, look, to be smart? It does. And, look, we're Texans. This is how we, we were – Founded. This is the way we've lived. This is why we're, I think, exceptional. And um, I trust Texans to make good choices. KRLD's David Rankin spoke to Speaker of the House Dennis Bodden, who's a member of the governor's strike force to reopen the state. He was asked if there was a concern about a spike in cases as more people start to venture out. Well, we, we don't expect a spike. We will expect as testing goes up, we're testing 25,000 people a day in Texas now. And so we ex- expect the number of positive tests to go up, but we're looking at the seven-day average um, to see whether we're doing okay or not. And we're at about 5% right now, so we're doing very, very well. But Texans have a lot of control over this situation. I mean, if Texans will wear a face covering when in public, socially distance and wash hands and follow the health guidelines, we can get back to work and keep people healthy from the virus at the same time. Are you seeing that? Are Texans kind of getting the message about wearing face masks and and understand because socially distance is now part of our vocabulary? It is. And we're seeing it to some extent. But what I would politely tell all Texans is that what we're understanding is that as we opened Texas up a few weeks ago, um, Texans aren't ready to get back out there. They need the confidence from our businesses and our employers that it's going to be done right because we can open Texas up all day, but if, if the consumer is not confident to get back out there, it won't do the good we're looking for it to accomplish. And so we have to wear these face coverings in public so that the consumer has the confidence to get back out and be a part of this economy so we can get it back to where it was pre-COVID-19. Now, one of the things that both talked about were hospitalization rates and possible spike in cases and how Texas has been able to stave off the worst. Dr. Tris Pearl with UT Southwestern spoke to the Dallas City Council, saying the only reason we can even talk about reopening is because cities like Dallas made the appropriate decisions at the right time. Several different mitigation strategies that were implemented between March 16th and April 2nd. So in in North Texas, it's, this epidemic is going to do, is doubling um, at, every 20 days um, with the current strategies we have in place. But what I really wanted to show you is closing schools helped a tiny bit. Dallas stay-at-home policy or the shelter-in-place helped much more. And then when they added on this Texas State Essential Services Protocol, you can actually see that help more. Now, I don't think that the Texas Essential Services Protocol was much more powerful than these other things. I think it was additive. But the point is that we really were able to slow down this epidemic. And this is what they call dampening or flattening the curve. So we were extremely successful Um, in Dallas County. And I hope all of you reinforce that um, with your colleagues, that it wasn't that we didn't have the big event. It was that we prevented New York City from happening in Dallas.
So these NPIs and the implementation in Dallas County was huge in terms of preventing um, significant numbers of ill patients who probably, in fact, would not have been able to be cared for in the healthcare system. But even with the flattening of the curve and fewer new cases, some feel the governor is moving far too quickly. Dr. Brian Castrucci is the president and CEO of the De Beaumont Foundation, the nation's largest philanthropy focused solely on state and local public health. He spoke to Carol D's Barbara Schwartz about the move. So I think everyone has to make a determination of how much risk they want to take on. And so ultimately, regardless of what the state says, you have a choice to, to continue to stay at home. I think we are moving a little too quickly in some of these states because Texas, Texas's uh, numbers have been going up. And so that's an indication that we probably should not be opening as aggressively uh, as we are. How important is testing? Testing is amazingly important. I mean, the, the trifecta of public health is testing, tracing, isolating. The problem was we waited too long, and we still don't have the reagents that we need for the tests that are available, and the tests that are available aren't what we need. When you think about when you go to an airport, if I told you that before you got on that flight, only half of the people on that flight were going to be screened by security, would you still fly? And that's your answer right there, right? I mean, you're not going to fly if people aren't going through security screening. The testing that we need is rapid testing for everybody in multiple times. If I take a test today, the minute that I take that test, it's completed it's out of date because I'm going to go do something. So if I test on a Monday morning and Tuesday and Monday night, I am at a bar getting a tattoo and having dinner in a restaurant, how valid is that test result? And we had a time, you know, from the moment that this was identified in, in Wuhan to when it really started to pick up in the U.S., we wasted that time. And we need to double down on getting better testing because that's going to be the key to boxing this virus in. We are spending tremendous amounts of money on the vaccine, which is a waiting game. I want more money spent in developing faster, more accurate tests. Are North Texans ready to get out? Well, that all depends on who you ask. No, I don't think, I feel like it's a little too soon. Do you? It makes me a little nervous. I want to go out and go grab dinner and a drink somewhere, or lunch and a drink somewhere, and planning on trying to enjoy life. I do not agree with um, our governor. He, he was listening more for economics, which my husband's a businessman. We, we certainly support that, but um, he wasn't listening to the authorities, which are the medical people at this point. You can't fight a war with uh, politicians. You have to have generals and, and armies. This is a war in a different way, but you can't fight it with politics. You have to fight it with the people who know what they're doing. 100%. I think everything should be open. Yep. You're not worried at all that this is uh, too soon or anything like that? I don't think so. I think the world needs to open back up, the economy needs to keep going, and then um, people get sick all the time. We can't stop the world for that. I think we've been closed too soon. I don't know if you've seen, but the CDC has now come out and said all that stuff about, you know, you could touch something and you could get coronavirus and Highland Park removed all the benches in their parks and did all that. Now they're saying, oh, guess what? We're really wrong. It's theoretically possible, but we don't think it is really happening. So I'm looking at the degree of fear and hysteria that that instilled anywhere you went. If I touch that metal thing over there and then you touch it, you're going to 
get it. It's just not true. So if anything, I feel like, you know, it's time to get the economy back moving. It's time to give the people who want to get out a chance to get out. But for those people that are uncomfortable, stay home. So as you can tell, a lot of different opinions. I spoke with Dr. Britt Barrett, the director of healthcare management at UT Dallas, about whether this was the right move. Oh, absolutely. This is a, what we call a smart start. Little by little and incrementally, we add uh, more interaction, and we monitor it, determine if there's an impact. We can roll that back immediately if there's a, a pronounced surge, but all the healthcare providers, I think, are in support of this, and we're watching it very closely. North Texans especially have kind of been out for the last two weeks as, as businesses have been open. Have we seen any data that supports a, a spike in these cases uh, as people start to get out and about a little bit more often? Well, there's two things. There will be official reporting, which will be revealed in the coming uh, weeks. The unofficial, and talking with my colleagues, we have not seen a surge. Uh, talking to my friends and colleagues that are in the industry, they have been well prepared for this. What they're most concerned about, actually, are individuals who need health care that's unrelated to COVID. And that's been a, an issue. When we talk about surgical intervention and medical care, we've post, been postponing a lot of that. So this is a real blessing for those who are in need of other care other, other than uh, COVID. So with more businesses being allowed to reopen comes the fear of a spike in COVID-19 cases. Are physicians around North Texas concerned? Some argue that the social distancing doesn't work. Others would assert, like myself, that it has been effective to uh, uh, suppress the, the, the infection. But um, we're going to have to watch that very closely. Uh, I believe that allowing us to slowly open up services, it allows us to interact and that there will be obviously more COVID patients Uh, The other dynamic that we're very excited about is we're able to treat it. Before, it was this unknown illness that was overwhelming our healthcare providers that had a pulmonary element to it and related to flu, but it really wasn't the flu. I mean, there was a lot of concern. Uh, Now I think we're getting our arms and hands around it and figuring out what exactly it is and how to treat it. So I think the surge will, will not cure the same lethality that we might have seen in others. So in your opinion, how has this reopening been? Has it been going at the right speed? Uh, can we be more aggressive? What do you think? Quite honestly, I think more aggressive. I think the opening the, the economy up is a good thing, and I think we have very wise healthcare providers who understand the dynamics of delivery, and they're listening to the frontline caregivers. And if there is a pushback, if we do see a surge, if we do see some element of the care delivery system overwhelmed, we can immediately respond. So I think we can move much more aggressively. I really do. Well, it's definitely a complicated issue, and you can bet KRLD will be following it. For the latest information on COVID-19, and as always, the latest news in North Texas, listen to News Radio 1080 KRLD. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of KRLD In-Depth. I'm Austin York. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.